Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowRoom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Marge. Hello, everyone, everyone's favorite Canadian and host of Bite Me, the show <laughs> about edibles. Nice. What are you saying, Bubble Hawk? G'day, guys. Bubble Hawk here, coming at you from a cold morning in the land of Oz. Just um, not too many dro- uh Nope ropes around at the moment. It's too cold for him. But the drop bears are definitely out. You can yeah. hear him. You can hear him at night. It's crying. Um, ah, it's freezing. It's, it's, it's yeah. Love I mean, you could, you could call it. You could call it crying. But if you didn't know what it was, like it's you know the hills have eyes. Shit. So Jesus, yeah. that's nice. a free way to yeah. start your morning. Mm. <laughs> yeah, not not the best way to wake up in the morning. I prefer those birds screaming. Oh, oh, God. No, fuck that. Hate birds screaming as well. Anyway, how are you doing, Monkey? Uh, doing great, Matthew. Monkey here down in the southeast US, right? Uh, doing uh, about normal here. It's nice and warm. It's not cold or anything here. Oh, rub nice. it in, mate. Yeah, I mean, come on. You want some warm temperatures? I'll, I'll trade you. Send me some of that cold stuff, Bubble. Please, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a nice week here in the UK as well. We've had decent temperatures all week, really. It's nice. Yeah. Same here in Canadian land. It's been pretty good. Canadia, great. I like it. Canadia, Canadian land. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's nice when summer comes back and you can go outside again. You know, <laughs> so nice. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just hate going outside in the cold, man. I, I don't like having cold hands. That's my problem. I like to have like the ability to use the digits that we've been evolved to use, you know, to function as humans. It's what separates us from the animals is that poseable thumb thing that we have. And when mm-hmm. you can't use that, you really fucking know about it. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> well, I, I do. I like being able to walk out the door without 57 layers on. That's, that's mm-hmm. what I Well, let yeah, me give you an down. idea how warm it is here. The missus had to come in just before the show. She was sitting outside on, on the phone with a friend she had to come inside because her phone overheated and shut off, and she had to come what? inside, let it cool, so she could call the person back. <laughs> Are you live in hell or something? What this the is an fuck? iPhone, so this is not a cheap. Oh thing. no, yeah, no, yeah, that explains everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew you'd say that. Though, but I was waiting for somebody to say, "What is it? A piece of shit phone?" No, well, it's actually it's an iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, it is a piece of shit phone. That's hashtag <laughs> fuck Apple, right? Come on. Oh, there you go. There's another pack. I'm running the show on the back right now. Oh, no, Macs ain't so bad, you know. I like I like Macs. They're good for they're good for specific tasks, you know, but when it comes yeah. to the phones, goddamn. Uh, I like my the- iPhone too. Yeah, it's a, it's a seamless thing. I mean, everything that's on my phone is on the PCs, on the iPad. It's all right there. Bam. What are you saying, Bobo? Are you iPhone user too? Oh, bro, come on, man. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an android boy good good okay i'm gonna put a poll up in the youtube right now everybody oh we've and done we'll this one before have we who won who won doesn't make any difference i'm not switching anyway you know oh no like, I'm, just, I'm just wondering what people's opinions are and we'll, we'll ask this <laughs> once a year and, and gradually see apple get less and less it's a poll I had the original iPhone that came out mm-hmm, and probably mm-hmm. the iPhone after that. And then HTC brought out a banger of a phone. And I was like, fuck yeah, I want to need to get onto this. 
and never look back. Mm-hmm. So, and now I've got um, the Fold, the Samsung Galaxy Fold. Uh, you know, you can fold this thing out. It's fucking epic. All right, show yeah, me man. an iPhone that folds, man. I, I can I fold said. mine once. Yeah, yeah, this is true. <laughs> It'll fold once and that is it. That's it. Fold. Right, there you go. So there is a pile up, everybody. Let us know what you like to use, Apple or anything else. I love the way he <laughs> stacks the deck right there. Anything else at all. <laughs> is skewed what? what? How dare you? How dare you? Bias. <laughs> <laughs> Serious bias. Everybody uh, vote for shit. Apple just just to piss off Becky. Vote for Apple. Well, yeah, that, that's go. that's a point. You know, it's still balancing <laughs> out. Shit. You control Mackie there. Just just yeah, hit the Apple Shoot really it. hard. Shoot <laughs> it. <laughs> well, anyway, everybody's rocking up here. Well, let's quickly do what we're smoking on. I've got some some uh some legacy market cannabis this week, mm. and it's not bad. It's not. It's, I think it's definitely got PGRs in it. The way it's uh the way it looks is a little bit dodgy. Star dog, no doubt, huh? Yeah, probably star dog, but it's decent. It's a nice hit to the mighty, so can't complain. Yes. What are you saying, monkey? What are you smoking on? This is a mixture of a bunch of sativas I had. I think it's got blue dream, green crack, and strawberry cough in a blend, a fifth, uh, one third each, and that's what's in the bowl right now. It's pretty good stuff. Oh, nice, nice. little melange. I like it. Yeah. Melange. It the spice <laughs> changes melange. the effects quite a bit. The spice melange. I love spice it. Spice melange. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got, well, you got much. Are you smoking today just on the edibles? What's I the... do have some, some very nice Charlotte's Angel CBD cannabis that I am pairing with a delightful, a couple of delightful chocolate cranberry truffles. Nice. I love the Ganger talk there. I am pairing it with. I love it. Yeah. You're obviously qualified. She just trying to elevate this whole thing so that we don't have to bother with ridiculous polls like this. Which polls? <laughs> <It's> polls. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is a good poll. This is important. We're, we're doing God's work here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, but you have to understand that since I said to uh, vote for Apple to troll Mackie, Apple has pulled up. But now we haven't. I don't even know yet, what, what really poll. Pulled up. What <laughs> poll? Anyway, I don't know what about. come on, troll Mackie, vote for Apple. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> they they used to be the best, but you know that's a whole different topic altogether. Let's move on. Let's move on. I'm, I'm deleting that poll, you bastards. See, it's, it is, it's coming up hard, harder and harder on your head. It's like right you on know, the edge of 52% now. That's how much the UK won Brexit. You know, it's like, ouch, ouch. It's hurting in more than one way. Ouch. If it goes to 50 50, I will no longer contest the results. <laughs> okay. But yes, we are here to talk about the cannabis news and events this week. We've got some really shit news that we uh that we'll cover a, a little bit later into the news as well. But we won't do that straight away. We'll make our way up to that one. And then uh, we've got a couple of pieces of shit news this week. Damn, damn, yeah. Roll extra this week, everybody. Make sure you're staying high. Uh, and then in the grow guide section, we're talking about predatory insects that you can use in your grow room to get rid of like bugs and, and pests and shit like that. Cause you, you, some people like to add bugs into their grow room or onto their plants if they're outdoors and that gets rid of certain bugs, but you need loads of them and they'll just eat the bugs that are on your plants and their eggs rather than eating your plants. So it's win-win. It's like nature <laughs> at its very best. Damn nature. Damn nature. You scary. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all good. Yes. And we, we did we cover what you were smoking on bubble? Did we get that, or did we just get distracted by monkey talking about? Uh, it's fine. You got distracted. I put it in the chat. Um, all right. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remembered though i remembered i'll right? talk to the chat yeah <laughs> you did remember that's a good thing um i'm on the first press uh blackjack rosin so almost translucent rosin mm-hmm. yeah nice, yeah press what, my first first press i'll normally fill the um what do they call it the pre-press mold and then i push it through at a really low temp um and yeah it usually just dribbles out nice and nice and clear and then i'll go through and press it again and i'm trying to keep that that first press for a little bit let it butter up nice it's almost like a crumble you know like a nice <laughs> apple crumble when it's mm-hmm. like per- that perfect color across the top it's not burnt it's just that nice blonde mm-hmm. color mm-hmm. yeah yep Damn, you can't like be talking that. about munchies so soon in the show, man. That's weed. <laughs> yeah. God damn like apple crumble. Mm-hmm. It's like every time I go to McDonald's, he order an apple pie, and nobody else ever wants an apple pie. It's like the only reason why they have apple pie in McDonald's now is just for me. <laughs> just for you, just for Mac. Yeah, yeah it's like, does anybody else even have apple pie? I like McDonald's apple pie. It's all sugary cinnamony exactly <laughs> i think they just make them for me they just keep them in the freezer <laughs> when that one guy pops around right God damn. and i wonder it's why just, i have to wait 20 minutes for my order every time God damn. Well, just just a big box <laughs> left over from the 90s with mackie only written on it in the no, bottom of the I, chest freezer it doesn't even need to put it in the freezer it just hasn't got moldy at all you know it's just zero nutrients <laughs> in it. just left on the shelf <laughs> Yes, backblast is with me. Come on, backblast. Yes, the apple pie munchers. <laughs> backblast has the apple pies. Yes. Everybody go out and try an apple pie from McDonald's. Sponsored by McDonald's. I'm loving it. That's right. I, I'm yeah. not going to go out and burn my tongue. Thank you very much. Yeah, I was going to say, look, cool mm-hmm. off before you bite into it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we would not be held responsible. Shit, yeah. <laughs> you better put that disclaimer somewhere in the chat. <laughs> yeah, we would not be responsible for burning your face off with a McDonald's <laughs> apple pie. God damn. But I think we're ready for the news. Is there anything else we need to do or say before we move on to the news? Everybody ready? I think so. I'd right? say it's 48 to 52% Apple people. We can get there 50 50. <laughs> I'm going to shut it down now. Why anything else is still winning? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we made our point, Marge, you know. <laughs> we'll leave it to the smoke break and see what happens, okay? Let's do all it. All right, all right. Let's do the news. Yes, welcome to the news this week, everybody. Uh, yeah, we got the, the we got four news stories to cover this week. I think, you know, I was going to go out and look for that extra one to get the fifth, but I thought we could take more time for each story this time and not have to rush any fruit shit like that you know what i'm saying so uh, let's let's start off with the good news monkey you have some reasonably good news this week right it's kind of good news but the reason i picked this one is because of what i thought was a a, an interesting message within this story so uh you know i'm I'm always interested in things interesting things that happen down here in the southeast where i live um I'm, i'm watching texas right now looking at at the possibility of uh, decriminalizing possession of up to an ounce of cannabis, you know, basically you get a ticket for it or something like that. 
Uh, Louisiana's got got some other things going on, and you got, got Florida craziness going over there. But this one is out of Louisiana, and uh, it was interesting. You know, reading through it, and everything seemed fine. Let's see if you all pick up on anything here. Okay, Louisiana House approves marijuana expungement bill, sent it to Senate. Now, this is only that the House of Representatives in, in Louisiana approved this bill. Okay. Uh, the Louisiana House of Representatives has improved a bill to streamline expungents for people with first-time marijuana possession convictions. The legislation from Representative Delisha Boyd cleared the chamber in a 69-0 vote on Tuesday, sending it to the Senate. It makes it so people who are convicted of possessing up to 14 grams of cannabis at their first offense can petition the courts to wipe the record after 90 days from the time of conviction. That would significantly speed up the timeline for relief. The current law maintains that people must wait at least five years before petitioning for expungement of certain records. The bill was amended in, commi in committee to specify that the eligible misdemeanors possessions cases cannot involve more than 14 grams. The original provision also removed, would have waived the court processing fees for the first time expungements. Now the measure is set to cap at $300 for clearing up the court records. That's crazy showing. shit right there. You see where like it can't involve any more than 14 grams. It's like half, half you an mean ounce. there's people like who have been prosecuted for less than 14 grams? Yes. Oh, I mean, God damn. We, we did a story way back when we first started here of a guy who had been released from Louisiana prison with a, 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 a what is the last prisoner project that got him out. And he had been convicted of selling less than a joint to a police officer and he was doing life imprisonment for selling less than half a joint. So Louisiana is a particularly serious state when it comes to this stuff. So they're loosening up a little bit. They're saying, mm. yeah, for $300, we'll clear your record from 14 grams. That three strikes okay. law is drastic. Yeah. So there's $300. Now the clerk said that immediately a direct processing of the collection fees provided to the sheriff and district attorney, the processing fees shall amount will be admitted, remitted immediately upon receipt of equal proportions to the office of the district attorney and the sheriff's general fund. Okay, now that's double talk basically saying the state DA and the local local police are going to split it 50-50. So it's, it's, it sounds a little bit fishy right there, like a payoff. You take mm -hmm. yours, I'll take mine. Nobody knows anything. Okay. Yeah, so... This is the money that you've paid and fines that you've paid already. Is that what they're saying? Like the, the fees for going to court for it? No, not that. You have, you'll have to pay a court fee, probably a processing fee to have this done, but you're also going to have to pay a $300 fee. The $300 will be split down the middle, half of it going to the state district attorney and half of it going to the local sheriff that filed right. the original charges. Okay, so this is above and beyond the already court fees that you're paying. Right. You're going to have to pay a fine and the state's not going to get the money directly. It's going to be split to two different two law enforcement departments. OK, well, wow. um, now that right there. Now, I'll, I'll I can go through the rest of it. It's kind of really interesting uh, little things here and there. But if you see, you know, it, it, it's got some interesting things that Louisiana is also doing. They, they've uh, recently passed a bill to allow more than nine dispensaries to operate in the state of Louisiana. That's a nine across the whole state, nine in the state. They're going to allow it to expand a little more. Now, now Louisiana for, for international people is about the size of the Republic of, of Ireland, roughly, you know, land size. Mm -hmm. And imagine just having nine dispensaries for entire Ireland. And that's what the state of Louisiana had been doing. So it's crazy. <laughs> so they're going to allow that to expand a little bit like that. 
But if at the end of this article comes out here, said the, where is it? Uh, here, right here. While legislation has yet to be enacted in the Pelican State, Edwards did sign a bill in 2021 to decriminalize possession of 14 grams of cannabis by making it punishable by only a $100 fine without jail time. Okay, huh. do, you, do you now see a duality here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not a it's not a felony to have 14 grams of cannabis in Louisiana. You get a hundred dollar fine, no jail time. It's it's like a speeding ticket. But mm -hmm. you can pay three hundred dollars and it never happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. You know what see. else I noticed about this article too is they're saying they've approved this bill to streamline expungements, but you still have to go to the court and petition the court to get your expungement. So how is that streamlining anything? Why not just expunge all the records and say mm -hmm. if you had this this first, you know, possession charge, we're just going to erase it from your record and you can go about your life. It should be yeah. that way. Automatic expunging, it should yeah. just be done. But unfortunately, mm -hmm. in the deep south, they don't see it that way. They, that, they're still acting on, on the assumption that, well, you did something bad and you're going to have to still have to do some work to get your way out of this. Even um, though it's decriminalized. Even though that, the, I mean, across, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's decriminalizing the possession of 14 grams and everybody else is pretty much agreeing across the country that this thing has actually uh, been treated way too seriously. And everybody knows that we have to soften our blow, but the South is still holding on to the old times now. They're still slapping the back of people's hands saying, oh no, you did this and we're not gonna let you up on this. But I think it's just hilarious the fact that you can either pay a hundred dollars and go on your merry way and you got a, you basically got a speeding ticket on, on your record or you can pay 300 so your record never shows it. The only reason I could ever see that being necessary is let's say if you're going into public office or something and you don't want that on your record. So you could pay $300 and have it removed or your family member of a public mm -hmm. office. You see what I'm saying? Basically, mm -hmm. it's like, why is this so, why is it being done in the first place? Why was this an important bill? And why did the state of Louisiana spend all of this money and time to try and get this thing going? What else don't we know? Mm-hmm. It yeah, it's has, weird. It is weird. Well, welcome to the South. Welcome to Southern politics. <laughs> you know, I didn't say this article was going to make sense. Right. Yeah, it's good news because it does give some people a way out. But mm. it, it's and when you start actually examining what's going on here, it's extremely confusing because I don't even know where this is leading at this point. You mean like the headline is captivating, but when you actually read the article, it's not the case. Pretty mm. much kind of like that. What do we call that now? There's a name <laughs> no, for that. That's called the media. That is. Something about click, 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 click. Oh, you got it. Whoa, is that the one? She uh, That's the one. Good yeah, news. That's really uh, nothing not, nothing special right here. So, And this just happens in loads of news articles all over the place, isn't it? Just, uh, they sens sensationalize something with the uh, headlines. And then when you read the actual article, sometimes it's completely the opposite what they say in, in the fucking headlines. Like this man. one is like, yeah, you can pay three mm -hmm. times as much to remove the record or you can just let it go on its merry way and be done with it. So. Mm -hmm. uh, unless you're trying to go into law enforcement, like I said, law enforcement or a job where you're not allowed to ever be convicted of, a, of any kind of cannabis possession situation. But it's a stupid law. We spend yeah, stupid is, money in this country for stupid laws. Do they do anything no. else? Like, is there crimes like this, which you can pay people off for it to be ignored? You know, like, uh, you know, Bill Gates, for example, the crimes <laughs> he has paid people off. I know we're going off tangent a little bit there. But, you know, is there, is there any crimes which you can also pay off the, the court and be like, yeah, can you just 
expunge that from the record, please? No, Mackie, we don't do that in, in the United States. Everything around here is a clean and above board. It's there, all above board, that's right. Zero, zero right. favoritism toward the rich or the well, well-to-do. But that's what I assumed. So it's and good my to nose know, is growing as I'm right. saying yeah. that. So wait a minute. <laughs> God damn, fucked up but shit, man. What do they call them? Club Club Med prisons? Isn't that how that works over there? The more money you got, the more Club Medish the prison becomes. Yeah, it's like the minimum security prison. Basically, just means you can't leave the grounds without permission, kind of thing. Yeah, but you can still you can still play fucking tennis on their courts or go swimming in mm-hmm. their Olympic pool. Or... If you're on the right one in the right facility, they're not, nothing. They're not all like that. I've been to some minimum security facilities doing service work for a, for you know working for companies that had, had equipment on sites and whatnot like that back in the day, and they kind of look like a retreat camp in a way. You know the the uh, quote unquote prisoners or inmates, I guess you could call them. We're just strolling the halls. The rooms look pretty much dormitory-like. And so it was very, very simple, you know, blue-collar, white-collar prison is is not hard. I'd be fuming, man. (laughs) I'd be fuming. I'm like, you know, knowing my luck, if I got stung for anything, I'd I'd end up in some fucking Philippines prison soil (laughs) with, like, you know, a hole in the ground (laughs) as a toilet and some bark for paper. And like yeah. you know, these guys are wandering around in fucking slacks and yeah. you know, nice we... puffy duck pillows and you shit. Know, hey, fish! <laughs> anybody get it? You yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gets, it, we always go there, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Savagery. Baked beans that are four years out of date and shit. It just reminds me of that scene from Half Baked. You know when uh, Kenny's been arrested and he's just. He gets thrown in the fucking in the jail, and the door slams behind me. And he's like, "My weed's wearing off." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit! That was an epic I watched movie. that again the other day. Still holds up. Oh man, oh, epic nice. film. Yeah, yeah. Tommy Chong in that as Squirrel Master is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Isn't you know what I mean? It's my it's bitch. My bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you better hurry up. I'm getting out next week. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, random tangents. Random so do you tangents. think, uh, is this any progress at all here towards legislation in Louisiana, do you think? What, this actually looks like nothing more than, than new media sensationalization. I tried then and it didn't work either. But That's what happened. Marge, can you do it for us, please? Sensationalism? Is that the word? There we go. Mm-hmm. Yes, perfect. Thank you. Thank perfect. you. I nailed it. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'll just make the edit. I'll just cut out that one word from Margie's sentence and plant just it in the bottom sentence. Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, this is only just media clickbait kind of thing like that. It's really not mm-hmm. going to help very many people at all, and it's it's really stupid. This is, you know, this is just they're trying to pacify somebody with 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 a effort here i'm really curious to see texas has got some stuff coming up on uh, on cannabis real soon in their legislation and i'm interested to see which way they're going to run so be very very yeah. fun mm-hmm. yeah nice well yeah it's a start i suppose maybe yeah, it's uh, nah. <laughs> it, let's say yeah this is a scratch on the ice it's not even cracking the ice but we scratched it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right then so should we move on to your because <laughs> I don't know, Marge, Marge's uh, news article too. seems to be good as well. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, well, I guess I'll just talk about it. So this one comes from Stratcan. Mm-hmm. Competition Bureau calls for more THC for edibles. 
more standardization among provinces. I like so that. I, mm -hmm. I do too. I think that would be really great. Canada's Competition Bureau is recommending the government make several changes to cannabis regulations to make the industry more viable for legal businesses. The 45-page report, which I have not read, released on May 26th, calls on Health Canada to reduce barriers to licensing and regulatory compliance, increase potency limits for edibles, and ease restrictions on cannabis promotion, packaging, and labeling. Notably, the report concludes that the current edibles potency limit of 10 milligrams THC per serving and per package gives an unfair advantage to the illicit market and is driving consumers to the illicit market to fill the dem demands for higher potency products. Nice. Totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. I'm headed to Toronto next weekend. I will be hitting up some places where I can get edibles that are more than one piece per package because, I mean, it just makes more sense. But definitely does. The report also highlights challenges faced by the industry due to high taxation and a lack of standardization, which is making it difficult for cannabis producers to get products to market and compete across provincial and territorial boundaries, such as different excise stamps for each province and territory. Uh, the Competition Bureau engaged industry stakeholders to better understand industry needs and challenges over much of 2022 and early 2023 to inform their findings. The Bureau argues that by adopting these recommendations, the federal government, as well as other cannabis agencies in Canada, can improve the competitiveness of Canada's legal cannabis industry while balancing public health and safety concerns. The recommendations are non-binding, but they can guide regulators many of whom probably know fuck all about cannabis, in ensuring a more level playing field for the industry, including but not limited to informing the scope of current legislative review of the Cannabis Act. Because I don't even remember what happened with that review of the Cannabis Act. I thought they were going to do that. and I, Nothing seems to have really changed much, except you can buy a whole bunch of drinks now, whereas before you couldn't. But they're still mm -hmm. so goddamn expensive that who's buying that many anyway? But... Uh, that's, I think they have a synopsis of the report. Well, there's some kind of infographic here. I'm not really, it's sort of going outlining the whole process of legalization in Canada, but starting from when it became illegal in 1923, but I think the recommendations totally make sense. And if the legal industry is ever going to compete with the illicit market, then they kind of have to make some changes and make it a little less, I don't know, like like the packaging and stuff, all the packaging is mm -hmm. so boring because it can't be like appealing to children, but you can't be less than 19 years of age to even get into a dispensary. So at that point, it's mm. like, I don't know. Yeah, that so like, kids don't even see it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I guess parents bring it home and put it in their house, but parents also bring home bottles of booze and put that in their house. So at some point you have to be like, well, you need to be a responsible human being. Like you got to take some ownership over your own consumption habits and, you know, Put it out mm -hmm. of reach of your kids so they're not getting into it or whatever. But mm. yeah, I don't know mm. how the legal industry is going to fare as long as they keep things the way they are. No, so, you're exactly yeah. right. Mm -hmm. Things so have hopefully to change. They listen. Hopefully they listen. Now, see, it seems sometimes that Canada is far ahead and, you know, just smashing it when it comes to cannabis laws. But it's times like these and articles like these that make you realize that they have their problems too, man. Canada yeah, has sure. problems in cannabis industry? No, tell me mm -hmm. not true. <laughs> Only a few. Only a few. Only, yeah, yeah, one or two. <laughs> yeah, one or two. I mean, I, saw, I heard somebody talking to about how I think, I don't know if it was BC maybe, because every province sort of does it differently, as we all know, because Manitoba and Quebec, you can't home grow. Um, 
but I think they're talking about in BC, like taking, you can't have a cannabis store and be able to see into it in case yeah. somebody by sees you in said cannabis store or can see the packaging. I mean, God forbid. Mm. So I think that was something else they were talking about trying to, you know, maybe eliminate that ridiculous retail requirement because it's kind of, it's kind of dumb. Yeah, see. Uh, see, I like to say, but it needs to be held under the same standards as alcohol. But even that right. would be too much. You know, it's like it's nowhere near as harmful as alcohol is. So it should, mm -hmm. you know, it's like it should be more held to the standards of coffee. When I was young, mm -hmm. many, many years ago, uh, I went into a news agent and I wanted to buy a can of Red Bull. And the woman behind the counter wanted to ID me. For, for Red, Red Bull? Bull. For Red I, I was fucking pissed. You know, I was on my way to work and shit. I'm like, you want to fucking ID me for caffeine? You know? <laughs> I was raging, man. Because, you know, she's just taking the fucking piss at this point. What do you mean? I, of, course, of course I don't fucking have ID to show I'm 16, man. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm going to date myself here. But when I was a kid, my sister and I used to walk with a friend to the convenience store where said friend would provide a note to the clerk to buy a carton of smokes yeah. for her dad mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah. we never yeah, smoked them, but i don't know there's it's always like oh the children but i mean it a makes lot you of feel it, like, parenting as well. if it makes you feel mm -hmm. any better marge they were still allowing us to do that in the 90s here so <laughs> yeah and here too <laughs> yeah the missus right. tells me that she used to do that for her dad as well just go to the shop and be like, yeah, my dad wants a pack 20. Can you help, <laughs> help us out, please? Yeah, sure, no problem. You got right. and you know, and we've done all of these things over the last 20, 30 years to, you know, make things better for the children. Mm. And look at the fucking state of the place now. We should have just <laughs> let them carry on smoking <laughs> or what the fuck, building their bike ramps and jumping over big bike ramps and bumping their head off things. You know, I we mean, shouldn't have fair, softened the floor in the playground, you know. <laughs> the restrictions, because here it's so much more restricted to buy cigarettes. Like, you can't even see, the, they can't be displayed anymore. They're all behind, like, a, mm -hmm, a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you if you look like you're under the age of 30, they'll card you, all mm -hmm. that stuff. That makes sense to me, though, because the harms associated with cigarettes are well-known, well-documented, well-studied. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we're not talking about cigarettes. We're talking about cannabis. And, you know, you're going to have the 19-year-old kid walking in or you're going to have somebody's grandma being like, I need my topicals. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little bit of everything. And why yeah. they make it so that people don't even want to go in those places. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, you're actually you're adding a stigma to it right there. You're like perpetuating it. Like there must be something dirty or wrong with this stuff right. here, you know? Because why is it? Why can't I look in there? And why do I have to have a like certain ID to even get into the door in that one? Right. It's like you're going into the the back of the convenience store behind the curtain to look at those. Yeah, it's <laughs> stupid. You know? you know, it's like all the way for your 17th birthday, you know, from your 17th birthday to your 18th, you're walking past this shop, can't sit in there. Like, I can't wait until I can go in that shop. Oh my God, I can't <laughs> wait. And, and then, you know, you turn 18, you go in there, and it's just like, uh, oh, is this Bloody it? Hell, all of these this? bland packages. Right. <laughs> is this? Is this it? <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's ridiculous. They're putting too many restrictions on the fucking market. I agree. Mm, so hopefully yes. they'll listen and they'll make some changes because, again, I don't see the illicit market as it stands right now is never going anywhere as long as. As long as they keep this stuff up, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I still don't understand. And, and it's some, somebody's going to have to do some better explaining to me is why can't people buy this stuff in bulk? 
You know, they can only consume so much of it anyway. And if they're buying it in bulk, they're, they're and paying retail price for it. It's not like they're going to resell it and make profit or anything That's like that. That's what I argue. It. Like if so you it's like this... a quarter pound at a dispensary, like God forbid how much that would cost you, but. So be it, you know, that. if that's what you want, go for it. But, you know, you're not going to make any money trying to resell it, break that up and resell no. it because you paid so much for it in the first place. And a lot of the people, when I was at the dispensary, the people who wanted to come in and buy like multiple bag, one ounce bags or whatever, there were often people that were coming from further, like, like uh -huh. further afield. And they were mm. like, I'm in town, I'm stocking up. I'm like, you know, I don't want to have to keep coming back kind of thing. So yeah. they would just want to, but they couldn't. Yeah. Or they would just walk out the door and walk back in or go to a different dispensary. Like, I mean, there's workarounds. Well, it's kind of silly. Well, I was going to say, couldn't they just bounce from dispensary to dispensary, get what they need and head on home? But then that's a fucking yeah. pain in the ass. And you can do this... that, yeah. Well, honestly, it's not that big of a pain in the ass because there's a dispensary on like every fucking <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. with that article Monkey was saying there where they want to put nine, you know, more than nine dispensaries across the state of Louisiana. It's like, I bet there's streets in Canada and like California. They Oklahoma. got nine on the block. You know, that's you it. They got about? nine down one fucking road. Well, I live in a town of like a hundred thousand, and there's like eighteen here. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> in Toronto, like it's nuts. There is literally one on like, like two on every block. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the way it is in Portland that way. It's just like so many of them in downtown Portland. You, you walk a block, you say, yeah, "I wonder if there's a dispensary before you can even come out of your mouth." There's one right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As long as they're all earning enough money to stay open, you know, it's obviously there's obviously a demand for it. Not really. In some cases, I know, like I talked to somebody about the whole situation in Portland and they say what a lot of people were doing was that they could get a license. So they did. And they're just holding that license, hoping that it becomes more valuable for somebody else to buy it from them. So, right. you know, but in order to hold a license, you have to have the dispensary and has to open and operate. So mm -hmm. it, it's it, it's it's tricky, but yeah, a lot of people are playing the game in some markets with that. But then it also becomes tricky because here, there's like in my town or like anywhere, there's so many dispensaries, and then you're still competing against in Ontario the Ontario cannabis stores, so mm -hmm. the regulator or whatever, and also the illicit market. Yeah. So I I don't even know why anybody would get into cannabis retail right now. <laughs> you're yeah, not. Certainly... I don't think you're making money. Mm -hmm. No. Bad times, man. And he hasn't even got to the UK yet. You see, when it gets to the UK, we finally legalize. It's like, there's not going to be any money to be made for any businesses here. It's already going to be made abroad. No, they so, want it, mate. Yeah, probably. They want, it so, probably. they want it so that Big Pharma and everything has their foot in the door. And I know people hate that term, Big Pharma. But at the moment, they're the ones that have got all the licenses. They're the ones that have the money and the backing. And once it all goes legal, guess who's already got that foot in the door and product ready to go? Mm. Oh, but that sucks though isn't that what's happening in california where like you know it's like big cannabis is taking over and all these small craft farmers are yep. struggling yeah and... that's my that's my point that's that's exactly the way it's heading right but that, um... i mean there is always a place for like the big cannabis companies it's like going out and buying you know coors or molson Canadian mm -hmm. beer or whatever like it's not great but it does the job but then <laughs> a lot of people they want the good shit so you, yeah. you look craft brewery and you get the good stuff. Right. Right. Same with cannabis. Yep, exactly. I yeah. think I think there will be a you know a, a small segment, let's say maybe 10% of the of the community that will support those better 
better places for you know, special occasions and whatnot, better quality cannabis. Mm-hmm. Most people will consume the mids, you know, the regular, that's what, what's going to happen, but we need that's to have right. the small cannabis grower still out there. It's like mm-hmm. people like to drink Hennessy, but they don't drink XO every time, do they? I'm yep. saying, yes, it, there's different kinds <laughs> of uh, maybe you don't don't know Hennessy brandy, right? You know, Hennessy, I know, I know Hennessy, yeah, yeah but not, yeah. I'm, I don't drink this shit, so right. I'm not, it, well, yeah, well, yeah, XO no, is no. like a higher brand version of Hennessy, no. well, it is Hennessy, but it's like a, a quality version of it, like right. 20 pound a shot and shit, maybe even more than that nowadays, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's good ass brandy, man, but you can have normal Hennessy, you can buy a bottle of it for like a tenner. Or you can buy a shot of it for 20 quid. You know, it depends on which type of Hennessy you're getting. And it's the same thing with cannabis. So that's how it should be. You know, it depends on the quality of the shit you're getting, man. You should be able to yeah, make that this choice. Is, this is the problem that they have over in, over in Canada, as I'm aware, is that you don't, you can't spot it. Like you can't visualize mm. it oh, yeah, before yeah. you buy mm-hmm. it. So you just mm-hmm. got to trust that the person behind the things like, oh, yeah, this is fire. And you don't get home and it's just like seated swag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. it, probably not but it could be swag yeah yeah that's it. it's lucky dip Man, i've had a similar <laughs> situation to that before you i'm sure many of our listeners would have had it as well you know when you've gone to buy weed off the off the legacy market and i remember meeting this guy's my brother's friend and he's like yeah, man, I grow my own weed. It's always good shit. I've been smoking for 20 years. Some good shit, man. I'll be able to sort you an ounce. I'll buy this ounce at 160. It's all yours, bro. I'll bring it round to you. It's going to be pocky. You're going to love it. Incredible weed. Blah, blah, blah. As they fucking do. Then I get there, you know, I meet the guy in a car park, as you do. And I'm like, yeah, let's check this weed out then. And he hands it to me in a fucking an airtight vacuum sealed package. But I couldn't even fucking open up to see. You know, it's not like it, he didn't want me to open it. It's like it, real thick packaging on it. So you needed a pair of scissors or a knife or something to break into it, which didn't have on <laughs> on me at the same at that time. So I couldn't check out the fucking weed. You could barely see it in the amount of plastic I was wrapped in it. But you know, you just have to try and hope for it's good shit. And I got home and it was dire. It was so bad. It was so fucking bad, man. So, you know, yeah, it's yeah. so wrapped up you can't smell it or anything. Yeah. Every dealer always says it's always amazing. Have you ever had a dealer be like, yeah, it's kind of shitty, but no, ever, never. They but, never say that. No, you ever. get it now in the UK because you'd be like, I've got this stuff and it's all right. I'm doing this here. This is 25 pounds for the three five, but I've got this real good shit, this Cali weed here. And this is this Cali. is 30 pounds for the three five, or you know, whatever ridiculous price. <laughs> same stupid. stuff. Same exact way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's just put in a different mylar bag. That's it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it. You should be able to check the shit out before you buy it, man. You want to make sure that it smells tasty and shit. You know, it's, it's a shame that you can't do that. You right. can some places. Mm. What? What in in Canada? Oh sure, no. if you go to the reserves and stuff. Right. Okay. Or like the legacy market dispensaries. Hmm. That yeah. still exist. You can go in and you can see the jars and you can open them and smell them and you know have a nice. look at it. But yeah, no, you can't do that in the legal market. Which is silly because again, you could have a really great bud tender that's like recommending something that they love, but you might not love it. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's a shame. It's yeah. a, it's an important part of the culture, isn't it? You know, looking at the bud, smelling it, checking it yeah, out. Bag you know? appeal. Jar appeal. Mm-hmm. Who are you talking to? 
Yes, yeah, exactly. You know, don't want to be offending anybody that much. <laughs> so I guess the moral of this story is grow your own weed, people. Oh, yeah, right. I have to say those blind openings of jars from dispensaries are always pretty disappointing when I have I've done them. So yeah, by all means, grow your own <laughs> if you want that bag so, of meal. I want to go home and smoke my own weed, you fuckers. You open it, it's like, <laughs> oh, really? This? Okay. Mm-hmm. So from down under in the land of the nope ropes and the drop bears and quals, we have a story from Bubble Hawk. What are you saying, Bubble? So interesting. We do. Um, so this one is and I've come with I've come with a couple of different ones over the last twelve months that it kind of this is more of a continuation on from that um, where they <laughs> they keep busting these farms out in the middle of nowhere. So this one is from ABC. More than twenty three million worth of cannabis seized by police from Kaminia property in Queensland's Somerset region. So. A 26-year-old man has been arrested and charged after police located more than $23 million worth of cannabis at a property in Gaminia, northwest Brisbane. Drug squad detectives found 19 70-metre-long greenhouses containing almost 3,000 cannabis plants, more than 1,500 seedlings in hydroponic growth rooms, and almost 33 kilos of dried cannabis while executing a search warrant earlier this week. 33 kilos, God damn. That's a lot of weed, ma'am. This kid has been busy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Say the least. He's he's been, yeah, he's been going hard, that's for sure. Uh, Police allege the discovery is linked to an alleged national syndicate producing and supplying the illicit drug across multiple states and territories. Detective Inspector Brad Phelps said the investigation is ongoing, but the seizure is a significant disruption to an organised crime syndicate. It was a large-scale production facility that had been set up on the property for the sole purpose of producing cannabis, he said. This particular crop, we can value at over $20 million on the street. But they I want that produce... street. Where the hell is that street? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but they can produce three or four of those crops in any given year from the same site. A man was arrested in Heathwood on Thursday in relation to the seizure. He's been charged with producing a commercial quantity of a dangerous drug and is expected to appear at Richland's Magistrates Court next month. Uh, Detective Inspector Phelps said police are looking to speak to several other people in relation to the investigation and urged anyone with information to come forward. Uh, These production processes are extremely large, he said. They take a lot of human and physical resources to establish and then continue to operate. So it's very hard for them to do it without coming to the notice of the locals who live in these areas. We really rely on the public. They are our eyes and ears in those areas to come forward. (sighs) Stop dobbing your mates in, you fuckers. That's right. You know, like, I mean, it's... I don't know if you if you can see the photo on there. Like, it's just like a little snapshot from the start of the video. But I've watched this video, and the, it's it's a fair setup. Like they've oh, yeah. they've they've gone hard with it. Um, so I mean, twenty three million. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I feel, maybe. I, I feel that's probably inflated a little, mm-hmm. um, or maybe more than a little. But yeah. you know, he's and if he's it got, isn't. Like, Setting up one of them greenhouses this week. <laughs> is this, you know is this in a, like a residential neighborhood, though? No. Like a no, camp. No, this is, 
It's it's out in the middle of nowhere. Right. Um, so this is this is what I was saying. They've they've found a couple of these in the last couple of years, uh, and they keep um, sort of bringing it back to this syndicate that they're talking about, uh, where it'll be a foreign investor comes in, buys the property, and then six months later that he's got plant moving equipment there. He's got all sorts of um, of greenhouses getting set up and chemicals being delivered, and then they'll push through maybe one or two. Um, one or two harvests and then they'll get busted. And so mm-hmm. the people that actually paid for it and set it up, they're nowhere near it. So they just, right. oh, okay, well, we've made our money from that one. We'll just go and buy another property elsewhere. And so they just kind of keep buying these little farm properties in the middle of nowhere and doing this. And then when people get caught, they're like, oh, wipe their hands of it, wander off to the next one. So the, the oh. people that are working on it are, are generally... um people that haven't got uh, uh you know they're, they're either not here legally or they mm. they've been sent you know they they're like oh, i want to start my new my new life and they get sent over here um to come and do this and they're like we'll pay for your ticket we'll pay for this we'll pay for your accommodation all you got to do is go and look after these plants and so they end up on these properties and if they get stung they're the fall guy so mm-hmm. right which is one of the ravages of having it illegal really mm-hmm People are really just trying to make a living, kind of thing, and yeah. But see, the thing is, is this guy, the guy that got done, right? Let's, you know, twenty-six-year-old man doesn't mm-hmm. say, you know, doesn't give a name or anything like that. But if you, you know, I was watching uh, the news the other day, and they were talking about a guy who was an ex-bachelorette star, right? And he, <laughs> I don't know how he can be a bachelorette star, whatever. Is that um, TV show, The Bachelorette? Do you not know that? Uh, don't I, tell I me you of, don't watch The Bachelorette, bro. I know <laughs> of it, but I've got more important things to do with my life than watch a couple of grown men cry over oh, one woman that they've all gotten together with at some point. It's just not my job. Oh, man. And that just reminds me. You remember that show back in like the early 2000s? And it's controversial as fuck nowadays, but uh, there's something about Miriam. Do you remember yeah. that? There's every no. The woman was actually a transsexual. Used to be a man, but is now a woman. Had all the surgery and everything. You know, dressed up real nice. And they did a TV show. There's something about Miriam, where they, they had all these guys who was trying to win a date with Miriam, <laughs> and they're gonna do all these challenges and shit. And then at the end, when there's the one guy who wins, then they let them know. You know, oh, this this is actually a, a biological man. <laughs> <laughs> savagery, savagery. Wow. Yeah, there's something about Miriam. You know that yeah. that's a dating show I'd watch. You know. <laughs> oh, but anyway, yeah. the point I was trying to get at was <laughs> you know. Anyway, yeah, let's, before let's move on. before we segwayed out that far, um, this guy right. So he'll he'll cop a jail term. It's chances are he'll cop a jail term for that. But this bachelorette guy, he um he was he was stung couriering 100, 150-odd kilos of it between states. So he was, you know, between states is federal shit. And all he got was a slap on the wrist and the judge was like, oh, you know, the the flack you've copped on social media is going to do far more damage than any anything I can you know, impose. You're so far too you pretty. On. Being sent so to prison is going to do damage. <laughs> He, he got a two-year good behavior bond. That's it. Wow. Right, for 150 kilos. 
Wow. <laughs> you know, what, what's, the, what's, the, uh, what's the value of that much weed? 150 kilos. Uh, well, it depends on how you, where you are, I suppose. Um, you know, roughly 20 bucks a gram if you're going off what the police decide is the, Damn, is so. the street value. It's like two uh, and a half minutes or something. It's you'd crazy. Say in, in Brisbane, you can pay anywhere up to, you know, four five hundred dollars for an ounce. Um, so what five hundred dollars an ounce, and there's how many kilos? 150 kilos. It's a good amount of money. Yeah. But they, they pulled him over and he's like, Oh, yeah, no, it's just boxes of stuff. It's it's got um it's just stuff from when I moved house, it's got nothing in it. It's just basically trash. And then they open the boxes full of weed. He's like, oh, how did that get there? Oh, that's <laughs> where I put that weed. <laughs> you know, it's just somehow, you know, it, either really good lawyers or just they just, it's at the point where they're like. Money, well, isn't it? It's money, you know? mate. He's got enough oh, money really to pay for lawyer. a fucking, yeah, the really good lawyer. It does make a big difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that yeah. article of the last week about uh, the judge said, uh, hope you find a, enough money to impress me or something like when you come back or something like that what was that article we did it come on yeah yeah uh, brain sludge there oh, you know what i'm talking yeah. about you know what i'm talking about you talking about martin covered as well over on martin's world i think yeah martin covered that that's where i read it from that was that was insane man yeah where yeah the judge released the guy and told him before he comes back make sure he had a, a significant amount of cash that would for a fine that would impress him significantly like what the hell you're basically asking for a bribe judge holy yeah. crap is this what we're coming after now uh, it's know? a court fine it's not a bribe it's a court fine <laughs> yeah a court fine yeah, yeah exactly. it's different it's completely different that's because right. the gang who is issuing that bribe is in control that's right just yeah. like in louisiana that 150 dollars get you know 300 gets split into 250s and it goes to special people right? that, that's just mm-hmm. the way it works huh no well at least at least your cops aren't tasering 95 year old grandmothers with zimmer frames man so this is you know, true <laughs> we, have, we have fucking issues down here at the moment Far i want to la- the... laugh at that but it's i just can't she fucking died, man. I like know, couple of, man. A couple really? of days later, she died. Yeah, and they they've charged the copper and everything. Apparently, and this is this is hearsay. I'm not a you know, but apparently, out of the out of the investigation, what's come of it is just before the copper tased her, he goes like the, on the body cam and everything. It's like ah oh, fuck it, and then he zaps her. <laughs> but, <laughs> come on, bro. <laughs> Wow! Jesus! Ouch! Wow! That's bad. And the, and the <laughs> thing, and it's come out that she was retreating into a treatment room off to the side. So not like slowly, mind you. Ninety five. Well, how years old did you say? Ninety five. Yeah, she's not moving not, fast. And she and and yeah, and she had a um, she had a steak serrated, knife. Apparently, a serrated steak knife. But it's like it was a serrated yeah, steak knife so, or something or a cheese knife. She and can it come was, running yeah. at you full speed ahead, and you can just walk out of the way. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, one of the. 100%. One of the um, news presenters was like, "Couldn't they have just thrown like a sheet over her or something?" And like, <laughs> yes. like wouldn't. And I'm thinking anything. that would have been so much. Like, where's the common sense? Like, oh, anything would have worked just, better than a teaser. That's it. Just hit it with some high voltage. It'll be fine. Oh <laughs> my god, that is so awful. Yeah, it's it so bad. It's man. bad. It's it's really bad. And she was like a matriarch of a family or whatever, Jeez. and you know, a, like massive in their community, like well loved. People are right. like, ready to storm Government Hill. <laughs> it's not you great. Know, 
You that's would so swear tragic. that's a Monty you would swear that's a Monty Python bit telling that story though. Jeez. Yeah, you would. Like you would. It's you you wouldn't think that in a in a you know developed you can see me doing my finger thing. Yeah, civilized, country, whatever you want to call it. Civilized, yeah. whatever you want. That this would be a thing. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, don't go go taser and fucking what you know that police officer him? had a right to defend himself his life <laughs> right. was in danger I you was like, to turn around and, and lurch at me or something what the you know hell? it's like she's probably so frail at 95 years old even if she did lunge towards him and tried to stab him the knife could make contact with his body and it wouldn't go in because she isn't strong enough to hold the fucking knife properly well, you know, isn't he wearing a vest too? Mm-hmm. He's, he's a wearing vest a vest too? and she's using a walking frame. There's a good three oh, feet between wow. him and that knife. Like, and all he has to reminds do is me, back up. It yeah. reminds me of the uh, Austin Powers scene, you know, and Austin Powers where he's driving the steamroller and the guy's like standing 100 <laughs> yeah. feet away from him going, <laughs> ah! <laughs> you know, and, and then move, move get out of And then, you know, it's like 50 feet. <laughs> Ah, he's like, come on, man, just fucking move, you know? God damn, it's it's ridiculous. Where's the common sense? That's like, there's zero common sense there. That's you know, and apparently the copper was a veteran, so had been in the force for twenty odd years. Oh my god, common sense. Maybe that's what he. Maybe that's what it is then. If he was a veteran, I would assume that he's reasonably getting on a bit as well. Maybe this ninety-five-year-old lady was, in fact, his school teacher from way back in the day and she really bad. pissed him off at one point and then it's like fuck it i recognize this bitch incorrect maths marks man so you think she's just throwing shade at him while she's standing there with a knife yeah i remember you go. little kenny I remember you. that's right yeah fuck you mrs johnson I'm in charge now. <laughs> Which still says a lot about the copper if, you know, she was able to get under his skin like that. Really? Well, I think that's the way it goes for most coppers, really, I'm afraid. Yeah. They are uh, easily wound up, you know. <laughs> Even by 95-year-old ladies. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's it. Wow. Moving at all of, like, half a fucking mile an I'm hour. Fucking right. And the lady's dead as well, man. That's shocking. That's yeah, what's so- well, because... Yeah. Because apparently shot her in the back and she's fallen over and cracked her head and then Ugh, brain that's bleed. That's so awful. So, um, yeah. It was, yeah, it's, it's horrible, right? But it just makes you wonder, like, surely there's, you know, there's some form of training that's like, you know, if they're walking on Zimmer frames, you probably don't need to be using semi-lethal force. Let's. Yeah. Like my, my 81 year old mother-in-law lives with us and just trying to visualize her getting tasered is horrific. Like that Mm. would, it would destroy her. That's, don't do that to somebody who's frail. I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't even, that's. But you know, um, not all heroes wear capes and all that shit. You know, (laughs) fucking hell. They carry cheese knives. And Zimmer frames, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just shocking, well, man. I mean, what else can you say? How could you, you know, put yourself in that police officer's position? It's like, at what point do you feel as if you are you are at that much risk that you need to taser a 95-year-old woman? 
Like really, even that- when she's on top of you with the fucking knife to your throat, <laughs> you, you're not going to use a fucking taser. You know, you just like grab her arms and move her out of the way. Right. The fact that the, the fact that he turned around and was like, fuck it before he shot it. That mm. says enough. Like oh. That just says he was just over the whole situation and was like, I'm just done fucking around here. I'm just going to. I'm just going to make a bad decision. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's oh. been stood down with pay, so lucky him. Of Jeez. course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Of he course. kills an old lady and he's just, you know, time off with pay. Yeah, that's it. I hope you don't get stressed so much. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, it's anyway. just crazy, man. Yeah, Sorry, anyway, man. let's go on to this last story, man. And this is one which, you know, we wanted to avoid covering this one until the very end because it's really fucking sad, man. And uh, it comes out of Ireland. I'm sure some of you might have already heard about this news already. But there's a lady, you will probably know her name called Vera Toomey. Uh, her daughter had epilepsy and she was using cannabis to treat it. And she was a, a real big uh, cannabis activist in Ireland, Vera Toomey. And she's written a book. And she, she went on walks to get the medicine her daughter needs for, uh, you know, over the last few years, man. She brought a lot of attention to medical cannabis in Ireland and changed quite a, a lot of things in the process. Well, unfortunately, I'll just read the headline here. Is Ava Barry, the daughter of medical cannabis campaigner Vera Toomey, has died aged 13. So tragic news coming out of Ireland this week. It says Ava's mother, Vera Toomey, caught the nation's attention during a two and a half year campaign to secure medical cannabis to treat her daughter. Uh, Ava Barry, a young girl with a rare form of epilepsy whose mother campaigned fiercely and yeah, very fiercely to have her granted a medical cannabis license has died. She was aged 13 years of age. Sorry, she was 13 years of age. Ava's mother, Vera Toomey, caught the nation's attention during a two and a half year campaign to secure medical cannabis to treat her daughter. Ava Ava was diagnosed with Dravet syndrome when she was a baby, a rare form of severe epilepsy. She She suffered from severe and prolonged seizures throughout her life, which her mother highlighted as part of her campaign. Toomey managed to obtain the medical cannabis license from then Health Minister Simon Harris in 2017 after years of campaigning, which included a 260, sorry, included two 260-kilometre walks from Cork to the Dáil in 2016, and 2017 so she did uh, a couple of huge walks man mm-hmm. and i remember being advertised in the news and shit you know just to bring attention to what was going on with ireland and the uh the medical cannabis scene over there and then it says uh ava died last night peacefully uh and this wasn't last night this was um it was a couple of days ago now i think it might have been friday night Ava died last night peacefully at Cork University Hospital, surrounded by family. People before Prophet TD Gino Kenny, who was heavily involved in Vera Toomey's campaign, paid tribute to Ava this evening, saying that her mother's campaign had led to better access to medical cannabis for children in need. Uh, It's a very, very sad time for the family and many people that supported Vera and Ava to get access to medical cannabis, he said. Obviously, Vera's family had to go through a long, long, long process to get access for Ava, but that process has made it easier for other families to get access. 
uh, Gino Kinney said that access to medical cannabis had provided great relief to Ava in the time that she had it. He said Toomey's campaign has garnered huge public support. But yeah, it's it's fucking tragic shit, man. What do you all think about this? That's awful. Yeah. That's sad, man. Mm, only 13 yeah. years old, you know? And I, I, I don't know if there's any information about what actually caused her death. You know, was it, uh, because every epileptic fit somebody has, or, you know, every seizure somebody has, it, it could be life-threatening, mm. and it could be the last one they have, every single one. You know, right. and taking the cannabis medicine reduced Ava's seizures massively. You know, the length of them and the amount she was having. And I wonder if uh, she was still getting access to her medicine. No, I don't you'd know. Wanna, you'd, you'd, you'd hope, you know, you'd hope that that was the case and that she wasn't being denied medicine. Because mm-hmm. um, I know, I know that that's something that um, that Billy is dealing with at the moment with um, with what's going on over there, where there's uh, mm-hmm. getting access to it now. Um, you know. And I know it's probably it's it's a little bit harder in Ireland, isn't it, to to get access for that's that's the whole point yeah. in the whole campaign, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy just said in the chat there, uh, and Billy, you know, his son Mitch, he, he and Caroline's kid, he he has epilepsy as well, and Billy says it's a fear that he has to live with every day. You know, as a parent, and I'm sure many parents listen to this show, it's a concern all parents have. Now, even if your kid's fucking healthy, you know, you, mm-hmm. you're always concerned about the health of your children and hoping that nothing ever fucking happens to them. Because every parent is supposed to, uh, you know, every parent is supposed to die before their kids die. That's it's just hope. supposed to be the fucking cycle of things. It's just, like, you know, it just terrifies you when you have kids that you know, for anything like this to happen. And when you have an ill child who has got some kind of condition that is even more life-threatening than life is in itself because, you know, life's scary enough, man. When you have a child with issues like this, it must be so fucking terrible, man. It must, must be... You know, you can't even think how bad it would be, you know, how much stress yeah. it is on somebody's mental health every single fucking day. It's heartbreaking, man. Like, yes. when you, you know, when you get down to the nitty-gritty of it, it's... It it, cha- it changes your life one way or the other. It's mm. you know, um, really really sad news coming out of Ireland. Mm. Obviously, it's just you know feel for the family and feel for um, for anybody involved. That and as I said, I, I I really hope that it's you know for some solace. I hope that she had some relief. You know, towards mm. the end, it wasn't it wasn't caused from not being able to access it. Um, yeah. Because that that would be horrible if that if it turned out that that was the case. She said that she died in hospital, so I okay. don't know if she was ill. Yeah, you know, other apart from the epilepsy, I don't know what the full story is. And you know, you, you just you can't really go and ask any questions or anything at this point. No, you just got to leave uh, leave Vera to fucking sadly mourn the death of her child. Man, it's fucking yeah. unbearable. Yes. You just hope that the medicine was there for her. Let's just hope that is the fucking case, man. And it, it wasn't, and it isn't a case of she did not have access to the medical cannabis she needed, and that is the ultimate cause of this. Let's just hope that that isn't the fucking case, man, because that would be 
fucked up shit. I mean, it's fucked up enough as it is. But for the for it to be a simple case of you just didn't provide the medicine the girl needed and it was there for her, she could have it and it wasn't provided because of some bullshit fucking laws or a ridiculous amount of money that she, that has to be paid, you know. But I suppose that's the other thing. It's not not necessarily just about the laws. It's it's the cost of things. It's actual um, access, you know. It's yeah, get it's it's out, you know, so far out of reach for a lot of people that would benefit so much. Um, sad. Sad times, yeah. man. Very sad. So, you know, we send our love out to Vera Toomey out there and all the other parents that have kids who have these these problems, man. It's fucking, it must be a terrible thing to live with. You know, just stay strong. That's all you can do. It's just keep fighting the laws as much as we can and try and get the kids, at least get the kids the fucking medicine. That's the most important thing right now is making sure the children who need it have access to the medicine they need as simple as that and uh, that's that's the the biggest thing we, sh- we can change so far uh, it's just sad mm. sad yeah pol- politics and everything aside you know the health of a child's well more important mm. than, the f- than the fucking narrative man like mm-hmm. oh, rest in peace Any- for Ava anyway. yeah mm. some bullshit so, you know, if anybody is following Vera Toomey on Twitter or any other social networks that she follows, you know, do drop your condolences on the comments or, you know, just send some support in any way. And, you know, no matter what we do, it's never going to make the situation better for her. You know, it doesn't matter if she sees receives 100 messages of condolences or 10,000 of them, and it's just, it's never going to change the position for her, is it? But Unfortunately. What we do. It's, it's, a, it's a damn shame. But let's uh, let's go on to the forum news, and then and then we do have some more shit news there as well for the forum, because unfortunately TG is going to leave the show. Yeah, but when I say leave the show, I don't mean like he won't ever be back. Hopefully, he'll be able to join us on the occasions where he's free and things like that. But he just he just doesn't really have time to be on the show anymore. You know, his missus is working away throughout the week, so the time he gets to spend with his missus is over the weekends and taking three hours up on a Sunday every week when he doesn't get much time with his missus. is uh, It's a bit taxing for him. So he's not going to be able to be joining us every week for, for the near future, unfortunately. Mm. But, you know, massive respect to CG for the, the huge amount of knowledge he has. The amount of time he's dedicated to the show already, you know, because we've been doing this for like three years or something now. It's coming on three years. That is you know, TG's been part of it since the very beginning, man. And more and more recently, it's been, been more and more difficult for him to dedicate the time to the show. Yeah, we, we need to stress this was his own decision that, that he's doing this, and uh, we fully support him 100%. Um, hope, hope you find what you need, Teej. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure he'll be back at some point. When he he might be free some Sundays and be like, yeah, I'll go jump on the show. You know, yeah, like man. special guest guy and shit. You know, just random special guests that we have sometimes. That would be like be TG. Be fantastic, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what else? Anything else to add on that? That not there for TG? Oh, just just thank you, isn't it? Just thanks to yeah. you. Yeah. Whatever, best, yeah whatever, whatever you choose to do, man, I'm sure you'll kill it. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, man, yeah, he's still a member of Percy's. He's still a member of Percy's and everything like that. So you never know, man. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not. It's not like he's. Yeah, 
It's not like no, he's, not, like, he's not like he's leaving to live forever. on Mars or, or some yeah. shit. He's still a member you know, of I'm, go, I'm going off the grid. <laughs> yeah, uh, moving into the mountains and you know his Instagram and stuff. So yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, I still know where he is. He just won't be on the show, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, man, it's a shame. But we will evolve, and you know, because the show constantly evolves, man, and things change. That's just the way it is. You know, <laughs> two pack reference there, everybody. So. <laughs> But yeah, that's the way things go, man. But he's always welcome back anytime. Uh, also, it's coming up to the end of the month now as well. So it's the last chance. This is going to be the last chance to enter the Ali Bongo Connoisseur Grow Off. So if you haven't got involved with that yet, then get over to Percy's and sign up to it. Some cool strains are going to be offered in that Grow Off. So that's really nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some very oh. nice strains in that. Autos and photos, if I remember right. Yes, man. Correct. So, and then this week's interviews, we've got Breeder Steve coming in to chat to us on Tuesday at the usual show time. And then we have a guy called Ryan Sprague who will be joining us on Thursday at the usual show time as well. You know, Breeder Steve's been on the show before. I'm sure you all know who he is. He's from uh, the Spice of Life Seeds. He's running a farm over in Thailand now. And yeah. he has uh, Steve Raisner from Potent Ponics running that farm. But the laws are changing in thailand very soon maybe so we're going to get him on the show and talk about what his ventures are what the future plans are all all that kind of shit that'll be happening on tuesday so if you're a patron or a youtube member then you'll be able to see that interview it'll pop it up in the next couple of days so come and join us for that it'll be a good session it's at 9 p.m uk time that's 4 p.m eastern 1 p.m pacific so if you're free on tuesday any of those times come and join us and then ryan sprague is a real high energy guy man seems like a cool guy Looking forward to chatting to him. So, what you say, Mookie? Sorry, I would say I'm excited to get uh, Breeder Steve on and actually find out what he knows, actually knows about this Thailand stuff. I've been hearing so many rumors right now going mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like it, it's over, it's not over, all that stuff like that. Hopefully, mm-hmm. we'll have a little bit more handle on that. Yeah. Right. Hello. And there we go, everybody. That was this week's cannabis news and events. There's just one more thing I would like to add at the end here. With the terrible news that we received from Vera Toomey this week, I just want everybody to keep an eye out on her social network pages. And if there's anything we can do to support her or help her through these terrible times, you know, like if she does a fundraiser, then donate if you can. Or, you know, just share posts and just do what you can to try and support the poor lady in these terrible times, man. So, you know, that would be appreciated, not just by me, but, you know, by the members of the panel and the cannabis community in general. We all need to support each other when shit like this happens. It's terrible news, man. And, you know, it's unbearable to think about the the pain she's going through right now. So anything we can do to support her, we should be doing. So get on it. Yes, but that's about it for this week's Cannabis News and Events. If you have any news stories that you want us to cover on next week's show, then just like every other episode, please feel free to get in touch. You can find us on our Discord server, which is linked in the description of this video. You can also head over to our forum over at PersysGrowRoom.com and send those messages there. And you can find us on the social networks as well. And this week, I'll be working on the High on Homegrown website, and I'll make sure that I'll put a new contact page up on there so you'll be able to contact us from highonhomegrown.com as well. So lots of work to be done. And one more thing, of course, 
thank you for downloading and listening to the show we appreciate every single download so thank you very much for being here i hope you enjoyed this episode and i hope to catch you on the next one which will be the interview on wednesday so stay high stay safe have a good week and we'll catch you on the next episode thank you again goodbye <laughs>